Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm graduating pretty soon. I'm going to be in need of a job, so go please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show as always. No more crossover weeks, so we're right back to our regularly scheduled programs. Uh, For segment number one today, I'm going to do something different. Uh, I guess it's something different. I'm going to be talking about uh, what I think the D-backs ideal starting rotation should be for 2020 if we ever have a season. And then, uh, yeah, and actually, just a quick thought on that. Uh, Sadly, this would have been opening week, technically, for some teams. Some teams would have had some baseball this week, so we would actually have had opening day for baseball this week. So just sad to see uh, that just play out, and now we're going to have to wait who knows how long, but we'll love it that much more once it comes back, and we'll yearn for it, and, you know, just appreciate it more once it comes back. But for segment number two today, it's Muted Monday. So I'm going to be looking at headlines from, you know, the past couple of weeks, you know, because we didn't do any Muted Mondays last week or anything else that we usually do during the week, any other of our scheduled segments. So we'll do Muted Mondays today and look at the last two weeks and decide whether to mute headlines or turn that baby up after this. If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into segment number one. It's a fun topic today. It's my ideal starting rotation it's not your starting rotation it's not toy lovellos it's not my cadence it's my starting rotation now some factors i took for my starting rotation you know uh what goes into my process my thought process uh the career you know the history of the pitcher what i think they could do in 2020 you know their potential uh and basically what they did in spring training i guess so their past you know the resume what I think their future is, and then what I've actually seen from them in their little short sample size, because obviously spring training was cut short, so we'll, uh, can't, we don't have a big sample size of spring training to go off of. But I think uh, there was some telling things in spring training that I saw, some things that I liked and some things I didn't like. So for my ideal starting rotation, I think my number one, my ace, of course, has to be Madison Bumgarner. There's no one really else you could go with uh, other than Madison Bumgarner. He's the only one of these pitchers on this Diamondback team that actually have any experience as a front-of-the-line, front-of-the-rotation kind of pitcher. And he got a pretty nice contract. He's actually the highest-paid player on the D-backs, five years, $85 million. And that, I mean, <laughs> for what... For that kind of contract, I mean, it's technically a bargain. I know $85 million doesn't seem like a bargain, but in baseball, 
especially for the market for a guy like Madison Bumgarner, a three-time World Series champion, a Cy Young uh, caliber pitcher. People thought uh, he was going to command over $100 million. It was one of the reasons why people like John Gambador was reporting that the D-backs were out on Madison Bumgarner. They thought they weren't going to give him either that fifth year or they didn't think they were going to reach that $100 million uh, part of the contract. You know, they didn't think they were going to get together and be on the same terms and turn and get on the same page in terms of money. And somehow Mike Hazen, you know, the finesser he is, was able to pull it off. And they got Madison Bumgarner, able to bring his experience over. Eight, only $85 million. I got to say it again just because I think that's just such a great deal. When, of course, uh, pitchers don't pitch every day. So I think it sounds... I think it sounds kind of ludicrous when you say pitchers your highest paid player just because they only get the ball every fifth day. They only come in, you know, make 30 starts. They only play 30 out of 162 regular season games. Pitching 32 games is pitching a lot for a starting pitcher. So I always thought that's kind of crazy when you're going to give a guy the ball every fifth day and pay him massive amount of money. But for Bumgarner, $85 million was a very nice contract. And it was not too much, uh, too much money for that. And I think he just brings experience and brings that stability at the top of the rotation that, uh, you know, that was left. Uh, once the D-backs traded Zach Greinke, there was a hole at that top of the rotation. We didn't know who was going to fill it. I mean, you had you were hoping guys like Robbie Ray and maybe step up. You know, maybe you're hoping a guy like Luke Weaver could step up, but you don't have to worry about that now. Now you have Madison Bumgarner. He's here. He's going to be your ace. He's going to be the number one. And hopefully he could, uh, you know, be that workhorse that he was uh, in San Fran. You know, he could be a guy that pitches 200 innings. We saw what he did in the playoffs. You could give him the ball in short rest. He wears his heart on his sleeves. He just needs to make sure not to be Mason Saunders and keeps uh, and make sure he doesn't get hurt rodeoing out there. That really does concern me. I really hope he doesn't do that anymore. I really don't like that. So please, Madison Bumgarner, please just stick to baseball and let's see you at the top of the rotation for the D-backs if we ever have a season in 2020. Now, for my number two starter, I'm going to have to go with Robbie Ray. Yes, Robbie Ray had a very good uh, spring training for the D-backs. You can make the argument he had the best spring training of any Diamondback starting pitcher, if you just look at his numbers, and okay, he only had two starts, but in 5.2 innings pitch. So basically, let's say it's just 5.2 innings pitch because that's enough to count you as a that's enough to count as a start. So let's just say in 5.2 innings pitch, let's just look at his spring training numbers as one start. So in 5.2 innings pitch, he had one earned run, gave up three hits, two walks, six strikeouts, and a 1.59 ERA. I think that just goes to show you the kind of talent Robbie Ray has, just whether he can execute it. He he dis, he displayed that talent back in 2017 when he was an all-star at 25 years old. He had a 2.89 ERA that season, you know? His strikeout per nine led the league at 12.1, and he's been at above 12 the last couple of seasons. So you know he's a strikeout artist. It's just can he give up, can, can he strike out people without giving up runs, you know? Without walking people, that's really a, a big question. If you just look at the year after he had uh, that all-star appearance, his his walks per nine went from 3.9, which is already high, and it went to 5.1. You just can't do that, Robbie Ray. You put too many people on bases, which creates easy scoring opportunities for the other team. 
You're a good pitcher. You have good stuff. You have the right tools. You know, you have the right arsenal of pitches. You know how to get guys out, but you just have to work more on commanding the zone. You have a great fastball. You know how to put guys out. That's not the issue. It's not the strikeout isn't the issue. It just when you look at today's baseball, everyone wants to have the strikeout or hit the home run. And Robbie Ray gave up 30 home runs last year. So even though he struck out 235 people, if you give up 30 home runs, you're still going to give up. Your, your ERA is still going to balloon. You're still going to give up a lot of runs and hits. So if Robbie Ray could really command that strike zone in 2020 like he did in 2017 or the way he did in spring training this past season, then he will be on his way to being a dominant force for the D-backs, hopefully not just in 2020, but maybe the future on. He's only he's going to be 20, uh, 28 years old in 2020, so he's still very young. He's gonna he should be entering his prime. So there's no reason why the D-backs should trade him. I've always said on this podcast he'll probably be a hot trade candidate at the deadline. You know, for teams like the Yankees, there's like the Yankees. There's been some rumors. You know, they've lost Luis Severino, maybe some other playoff contenders. Robbie Ray, just a flat-out strikeout artist. And playoff contenders love that. They love guys who could go out there and get a strikeout when need be. And so Robbie Ray is a valuable guy to the D-backs rotation. I see him as the number two right now. And I think he needs to have a bounce-back season in 2020 if he wants to remain with the team for the long haul. Otherwise, he'll probably be shipped out of Arizona in 2020. And he's starting to lose that luster with the fan base. They liked what they saw in 2017. But these last couple of years, you know, going downhill with him regressing, starting to lose that luster with the fans. So everyone from management to to front office to coaching to the fans will all love to see Robbie Ray have a bounce back season. And as the number two starter, that's why I'm dabbing him. That's or tabbing him. I don't know the word nabbing him. As as me tabbing Robbie Ray as the number two starter, he needs to step up to the plate and produce if uh, 2020, if the MLB season resumes. Now you guys are going to want to stay tuned for segment number two today because it's Muted Mondays, so we'll be right back and decide whether to mute headlines or turn it up after this quick message. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from Every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off of Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to Withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. 
Welcome back to segment number two today. It's Muted Monday, so I'll be taking a look at headlines from the past couple weeks since we didn't do any Muted Headlines, uh, Muted Monday headlines last week. We're going to look at the last couple of weeks and decide whether to mute that headline and tr- or turn that baby up. So if we take a look at the first headline, all these headlines are from Bleacher Report today, by the way. Very clickbaity website, but I do like reading it because that clickbait is interesting. But this is from Bleacher Report. MLB position power rankings for every team's projected third baseman. So these are the power rankings of the third baseman in the MLB. And we all know who the D-back third baseman is, Eduardo Escobar. And where did this Bleacher Report writer Kerry Miller say Eduardo Escobar is ranked in terms of other third basemen? Middle of the pack. They had Eduardo Escobar 14th. So you know what I'm going to have to do with that? I'm not going to do anything. I'm actually not going to turn it up or mute it. I think that's a fine ranking for Eduardo Escobar. I think he is right there. They had him uh, sandwiched in between Justin Turner, 15th of the Dodgers. So we're all happy to see that. You know, screw the L.A. Dodgers. And then 13th is Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets. So he's a pretty young guy. Uh, I was surprised to see Jeff McNeil at 13, just because I feel like uh, he hasn't been in the league too long to, you know, get the claim to be ahead of our uh, Eduardo Escobar. But if you look at his numbers from last year, he batted 318 with 23 bombs, 75 ribbies. So he was pretty solid in 133 games for the Mets, so I guess, but that that. It's really that batting average that made him so highly respected uh, to put him above a guy like Eduardo Escobar. And he was also an all-star in 2019. But then you had guys like Vladimir Guerrero ahead of him and Yoan Moncada ahead of uh, Eduardo Escobar. And you know what? I don't mind those guys being ahead of Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, they're young, but they've had really productive seasons so far in their young career. So when you go off projections and trajectories and potential... Yeah, I can see why uh, this rider would have those guys ahead of Eduardo Escobar. And I don't think Eduardo Escobar should be any lower than 14th. I'm actually fine where he is. And uh, yeah, so good job by Kerry Miller on this. He said most of the reasons why he had him 14th is because uh, he just doesn't hit for average. And his power came late in his career. So I guess he feels like he's kind of fluky. He's more of a power hitter guy who doesn't have a high... Who doesn't have a high ceiling, but he has a high floor. So he likes Eduardo Escobar, but doesn't love him. And I think where he has him at 14 to just fine. Now, this is another position power ranking for every team's projected first baseman. And this one, they have Christian Walker ranked 12th. And I thought, you know what? I have to turn that headline up. I didn't think Christian Walker would have been voted this high. Honestly, Christian Walker is not a guy who gets a lot of acclaim. Even in the city of Phoenix, you know, kind of gets overlooked. He kind of gets forgotten about. So I was pretty uh, happy to see him get ranked so high. I was surprised to see it, honestly. I wouldn't expect a guy like Christian Walker to be written so high. But you know what? He had a good season last year. He batted 29 bombs. He basically had a career season. It's one of the reasons why uh, people think he's going to regress a little bit in 2020 and why the team itself is going to regress in 2020. But uh, 
you know, Christian Walker being ranked 12th. I'm going to have to turn that headline up. He doesn't get a lot of love and respect, but this rider for Bleach Report definitely is. So turn that headline up, baby. Now, next headline. All 30 MLB teams' next big thing to be excited about. And they said, don't overlook. This is for the D-backs. They said, don't overlook Luke Weaver and Zach Gallen. Yes, we're going to have to turn that headline up. You guys know Big Zach Gallon Stan. He's from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I loved what he did last year. Sub three year array was great for the Marlins last year before the trade. Was great for the D backs after the trade. He was consistent all year. He pitched great. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of starts, but he had enough. We could definitely see the flashes and see how good he is. And I think he had a pretty good spring training too. His ERA might look a little bit on the higher side, but that's really just because of one inning, one pitch we gave up, but like a three-run home run. That really jacked up his ERA. But outside of that, literally one pitch, it was pretty good in spring training. He was low, he was pretty close to dominant. Uh, maybe he wasn't the best pitcher for the D-backs in spring training, but I think he would be a top three. He was top two, top three out of the starting rotation for for the D-backs out of pitchers who are supposed to start or vying for starting spots uh, and how they fared in spring training. I'll say Zach Allen's right there, top two, top three among the team's pitchers. And he just looked really good for the D-backs. So I'm really excited for him. That's why in segment number one, I tabbed him as, uh, well, actually, you guys didn't even hear where I tabbed him because you're going to have to tune back in if you want to hear the rest of my ideal starting rotation. I only got through the first couple of dudes and Madison Bumgarner and Robbie Ray, so tune back in tomorrow for that. But back on this topic, yeah, I love Zach Allen. I think he's going to be a huge force for the team in 2020, and I'll let you know tomorrow what spot in the rotation I think he should have. And then on Luke Weaver, yes, I do like Luke Weaver. We have a lot invested in him. He was traded pretty much for Goldie. He was one of the key pieces in that, probably the key piece in that deal. So we need him to do good. We need him to be, you know, maybe not an ace, but at least a number two starter in a rotation, a higher-end number two starter in a rotation. We want to be able to plug him in and not worry about him for the next, you know, eight to ten years as a as a pitcher for the D-back. So I like Luke Weaver. It's The biggest concern with him is, of course, his injury woes. He, he had to cut his season short last year. He had some forearm issues. And then we saw Luke Weaver get shelled. Absolutely shelled this uh, spring training. Him and Taylor Clark are both vying for the uh, award for worst starting pitcher by D-backs in spring training. So hopefully he can get back on the right track. I still have faith in him. I still like where he is. And maybe, who knows, maybe this little hiatus without the start of the season will just be what Luke Weaver needs. Now he could rest up, get some... Uh, build some extra strength in that forearm and really come back out once the season re- uh, resumes and really start being that dominant pitcher that we all hope he was. Now, I got one question for you guys. What are you doing for the game? Whether you're the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, that couldn't care less or that makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and Lee Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preference, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with Lee Commission by uh, sign up with Lee Commission and receive 15% off by entering in the code Locked On in the referred by section of the sign up form. 
First 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. So what are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommission.com. Now, thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Tell your Alexa device to play the newest episode of Locked On Fantasy MLB so you guys can stay up to date with your fantasy MLB drafts and rankings and news and everything you uh, guys want to hear from fantasy baseball, everything you guys would want to know. And then make sure to tune back in tomorrow where I'll have the rest of my ideal starting rotation for the D-backs in 2020. And we'll see if we could even get a guest on the pod if that's possible. But you got to tune back in tomorrow to find out. Stay safe and stay happy and stay healthy. Peace.